Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion, and this is where we look at everything entrepreneurship for female entrepreneurs. Whether you are just getting started or you have a seven or eight figure business, we cover the topics that matter most to you as you are building, growing, and scaling your business. Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise. And today, I brought you a guy. We don't very often have men on the podcast, but I am always looking for the world's best thought leaders in anything and everything related to entrepreneurship. And today, we're talking all about ChatGPT with Fahad Bazari, who is one of the world's leading experts in ChatGPT and AI. Welcome to the show, Fahad. Thank you very much for having me. I I'm really happy we can talk about ChatGPT because it is something all entrepreneurs are talking about. Some have like gone full in with ChatGPT and AI and using it and others a little bit and some not at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping after today's episode, maybe we can inspire more people to dip their toes into ChatGPT. So before we dive in, Mm -hmm. maybe tell me a little bit more about you and your background and what led you into the wonderful world of ChatGPT? Okay, so I would say that where I am today with regards to ChatGPT was actually 20 years in the making, all right? So I am the son of an entrepreneur and I am an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship runs through my blood uh, to the extent that I've only actually ever had two jobs. Uh, One of them lasted for four days and the other lasted for four hours. All right, that's... (laughs) But, you know, I think with entrepreneurs, like my dad said to me as well, he said, you were always destined to be an entrepreneur because you have a problem with authority. Uh, Yes, I do (laughs) absolutely have a problem with authority, 100%. And um, I was very fortunate that I was actually able to establish the four-hour work week before Tim Ferriss even wrote the book. Like when I set up my first business, I described my business being something that would free me to do whatever I wanted to do. And when it did actually do that, the question is now, what do you do with your time? The problem is I put so much effort into getting there that I became a workaholic. So once you become a workaholic, even if you get a four-hour work week, you still keep on working. And I ended up using a lot of that time for um, continuous learning. So I became a lifelong learner. And I also became somebody that was always trying to help other people. So I became successful. My first business, which I started at 23 years old, Uh, was automated. I automated it right from the start before anybody was even talking about automation. It was automated right from the start. This is in 2003, 2004. And what was the business? It was, um, you know, back in the day, uh, now it's kind of died down, but back in the day, it was, we call it an SMS aggregator. So what would happen is any business that wants to send SMS to their customers or uh, an education establishment wants to send it to their students or an airline to their passengers yeah. or a bank, they have to send it through a platform like ours. And back in the day, I was one of the first platforms to actually do that. So, Genius. so over here in the UAE, back in the day, I used to have better homes as customers, I used to have universities as customers, banks as customers, airlines as customers. And um, so you could have companies come along, sign up, pay, use the service, connect with their API, payments are automated, the transactions are automated, everything's automated. Wow. 
everything. And did you sell that business in the end? <laughs> I didn't actually. I was. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to go down that road, Jen. <laughs> actually, not, I, we're no, not I'll, having therapy. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Truth be told, I became complacent. Truth be told, uh. it became for me like a cash machine. I literally just every month I would receive these massive payments into my bank account and I didn't actually have to do any work. And I remember other competitors coming along and I was young. I didn't have any mentors, nor did I know that you should have mentors. I just was a bit of a crazy kid that did all of these things, made lots of money, had lots of freedom and didn't know about the things that we now know. Because in 2023, there's a startup culture that's been built up over the last 20 years. Yeah, but 20 years ago, because I started my first business over 20 years ago as well, mm-hmm. you, just, you just winged it because exactly. you didn't know. Exactly, we didn't know. And uh, so eventually what happened, a whole lot of competitors came along, and those guys all exited for like $250 million, $500 million, a billion dollars. Some of them are now worth like $3 billion. And I just sit here and I'm like, okay. Now, the interesting thing is when I came to update that service for modern times is where actually we started the journey into GPT. So ChatGPT is actually has a layer underneath it called GPT, Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Okay. Which is the which is the underlying technology, and then chat is just an interface into that technology. Okay, and I was doing a branding exercise with the branding company, and they're like, "Yeah, so explain your passion for this." And I'm like, "I don't have any passion for it. It's just I I just want to make money." And like, "No, you have to have passion." I said, "The only thing I'll have passion about is when we get to the point of integrating AI." And the reason for that is that I'm passionate about something called knowledge engineering. Knowledge engineering is when you try to understand things and encapsulate the knowledge of those things in a way that other people can understand it. So let's say, for example, now you wanted to franchise Female Fusion, you want to be able to open up locations around the world and so on. What a knowledge engineer would do is come and sit with you, watch you work for several days and ask you questions as like, why are you doing that? Why did you make that decision? What's your morning routine? What's that role? What's their job description? Like really trying to understand it and then convert it into guidelines, processes, um, best practices, etc. that it can then be handed over to your new team in, let's say, Greece. Right. Right. And ChatGPT and AI is now allows you to do that at a much faster pace and allows you to transfer all of it into an artificial... In- it, so knowledge engineering is like a type of artificial intelligence, but not with the IT. AI now brings it with the IT side of things. Okay. And this is something I've been passionate about my whole life. And so if you would have had that, hmm. you would have had more passion for the SMS business. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I would have had... I mean, if I, if I knew what I knew now about entrepreneurship... Yeah. I would have taken a, a, like as a as a kid, twenty three year old kid. It's like investors, like why do I need an investor? I can do it myself. Why would I give away shares? Eh. But as you get older, you realize that if you bring in investors, you can do much more. Totally. So it's not about owning the whole cake. It's about making the cake fifty times bigger. Yeah. Like what are you thinking, you little kid? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I have these conversations now with people, and and not only that, but in investors would make sure that you're focusing your attention in the areas that produce the highest results, yeah. the highest returns. Don't waste your time. Like I wasted one or two years of my life going down a rabbit hole in trying to upgrade that business. And it really was a complete waste of time. 
entrepreneurs do that a lot. We do it a lot. But do this is but this is as you you learn okay having an investor on board means that yeah. they will put pressure on you to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. You, you know? have to deliver. So you had that business. Have mm -hmm. You had a few other businesses as well or I, Okay, so here's the funny thing, Jen, right? They say that in entrepreneurship, your first nine businesses fail yeah. and your 10th succeeds. Right. How my, many you had? my first one succeeded yeah. and then the next nine failed. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? It's not that they failed. It's that I went down a road and then I decided, no, I don't want to do that. I went down a road and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But that's different, right? Like that's not really failing. That's just like, it's not the right. Yeah. But then you ask yourself, why didn't you want to do it? You know what I mean? So, for example, I spent five years in Jordan. I, I was here in the UAE for seven years, and then from here I moved to Jordan for five years. And uh, I, I mentored a bunch of young guns who were all really eager, apparently, really eager to go in. So I was like, okay, you two, we're going to build a branding agency through. You were going to build a, a, a copywriting agency with. You were going to build a website development company with you. Yeah. And we had a large office with all of these different companies all over there. Um, but, you know, what I found, so you could put there now, that's four or five companies that did not succeed. The nice thing is that all of them went on to become very successful. All it's of amazing. those, yeah, all of those guys. And when we disbanded, because I, I had to move back to the UK uh, for my kids' education. So I moved back to the UK and we disbanded the whole thing. And they then went off to work for other people. And all of them messaged me, if I had... I just want to thank you. I didn't thank you when we worked for you, but you were literally the best boss in the entire world. We like, there's no way there could be a better boss than you. And all of them went on to do their own things, get funding, get investment, and grow up to, to do great things. So the mentorship side part of it succeeded in helping yeah. all of these guys. Um, and now the only businesses that I have now are the AI, the AI stuff that I'm doing, as well as the, let's call it the version two of the SMS business, which brings together WhatsApp, Telegram, Facebook, Instagram, Messenger. Oh, so you still have it? Well, it's a new business. Okay. The old one is still there. Like, go online and you're fine. I'm going to tell you what it's called. Some of your viewers <laughs> are going to, like, hunt it down. But it's still there. I still have customers from, like, 15 years no, ago that are really? still using the service. So you're still yeah. like, oh, I have to renew the trade license uh, It's again. It's like, a bit like just, that. That's yeah, great. It's a bit like that, yeah. But I think that's every entrepreneur's dream, that you come onto something that is so useful to people that... Mm -hmm you can't close it down correct yeah. i mean i have a business like that as well that every year um i have one in the uk and one here in in dubai mm. and every year in dubai because we have these trade licenses that we mm. need to renew every year i'm like oh i'm not going to renew the trade license and then every year before i'm about to renew the trade license without even doing anything i have big contracts come in and i'm like oh Mm. can't close that business mm. exactly <laughs> exactly yeah mm. so okay okay so let's been doing lots of entrepreneurial stuff mm -hmm. let's talk about chat gpt because right. i think that's what everybody's like give me the meat on the bones <laughs> of that we, we were talking before we started filming mm -hmm. and one of the things that you've said to me a few times is that people are not fully utilizing chat gpt especially entrepreneurs tell me a little bit more about that i would dare to say based on all of my experience interacting with everybody that 99.9 percent .9 of people are not really using chat gpt because you look at an iceberg and you see this is the phrase right yeah. the tip of the iceberg you look at the tip of the iceberg from outside and you go oh look that's an iceberg and you think that's an iceberg it's not the iceberg it's the tip of the iceberg 
right? So when it comes to ChatGPT, from the day that it was announced in the world, all the news about it has been about things like writing essays in the context of kids <laughs> at college, right? <laughs> writing uh, a journalist, you know, writing news articles. So all of the conversations that have been had in the world are all about content creation. And what's happened is that most people go to ChatGPT and they'll ask it to write content and it comes up with generic junk at first, yes. right? So two things happen is number one, people are looking at it as being this content generator and then they're going, and even though it's a content generator, the content it generates is rubbish. So then they basically pull back from it and go, I'm not going to use it. Or they yeah. start to use it and they end up in a situation whereby it's the the benefit they get in their life is just overcoming the writer's block. Yeah. Right? Any form of creator's block, because this is something that we all suffer from. Of course. Right? And very often we're better at editing than we are at writing. Yeah. Very often we're better at like, okay, you start me and I'll keep on going. But it's just that starting point that's a challenge for so many people. And now what's happened is that ChatGPT has become a tool in everybody's arsenal to just overcome that starting block. And then they go back to working how they used to. So I describe that as being a 20% productivity gain. Mm. But the elite are getting 2,000% productivity gains, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000%. You know, there are times that I sit back and I'm working with ChatGPT and I ask it to write something for me. And in 30 seconds, it has written something that's even it's in my voice, better than what you but better done. than what I would yeah. have said myself. And it was just done in 60 seconds. And I just sit there and I go, what did I just watch? What did I just watch? Yeah. What did I just watch? You know what I mean? So um, there's a lot to it. And, and the most important thing is going below the tip of the iceberg and diving deep into the iceberg itself. And it's quite a nuanced and... Uh, you know, I'd like. I can try to simplify it for, for for your viewers. Well, we're gonna have to simplify it. We're gonna have to simplify <laughs> it, which is which is this: that when we say artificial intelligence, we are really saying that it's intelligent. Yeah. We're not saying that. Oh, that's just a catchphrase. Don't think of it as a catchphrase. No, it is genuinely intelligent. However, what's missing? There are two things missing. Okay, and they both go with the same word, which is attunement. Being attuned. Yes. Right. So if yeah, you think about you. if you think about the violinist before they start playing the violin, if you see them on the stage when the orchestra is there, they're all doing their thing just to make sure that it's all tuned up. Right. And once they start playing and you watch them playing, it's as though it's a part of their body. It's like it's mm -hmm. become a part of who they are. It's not a separate tool that sits on the outside. So, attune so attunement happens in two directions. The first is attuning yourself to ChatGPT, which means understanding the technology, understanding how does it work. So one of the things when you were asking me about my background and how did I get into this, I know how to develop software. Yeah, right? I've well, you're a computer scientist. I'm, I'm not actually, I'm a marketer. I studied marketing at university and that first business, the SMS business, it's a funny story, I'll quickly tell you, we'll go on a quick segue because it's a funny yeah. story. The person who developed it for me he went off on a 60-day sabbatical and I got my first customer during his 60-day sabbatical and I got a phone call. It was a taxi company from a phone call and they go, hi, is this the SMS company? I said, yes. They go, we have a problem. I said, what's the problem? They go, we sent a thousand SMS, but they're all coming to our handset. And I could hear in the background, ding, 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 no. ding, 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 ding. 
And I was like, what the hell is going on? So I, I tried to find another developer to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah. I'm this 23-year-old kid <laughs> who's actually been disowned by his parents at that time. I'm not anymore, but I was disowned by my parents at that time, working off a 500-pound loan trying to build this business. And all these developers are telling me 150 pounds an hour, 250 pounds an hour. So I went online and found some 15-year-old kid in America who helped me, showed me how to do it. He asked me, show me the code. I showed him the code. He goes, oh, on that line, you've got that. And I took an interest in it. And eventually, I taught myself how to code. Eventually, I got to a point where I can develop software. I don't do it anymore. I haven't developed anything for the past two, three years. But I understand how it works. So you have to understand how it works. Right? You don't have to become a software developer, but if you hang around a person who knows how it works and who yeah. can explain to you how it works, that's the first thing. Because once you know how it works, you have to adjust yourself to it. And that's one of the directions of the attunement, which is don't think that you can talk to it the way that you want to talk to it and it's going to produce excellent results. You have to talk to it the way it wants, the way that it's listening to you. Right, because it's listening to you in a pre-programmed way. And then the second line of attunement is getting it to understand who you are and what mm. you're doing and what your products are and what your objectives are. So you're attuning yourself to it and you are then attuning it to you. Once you have that symbiotic relationship, now you can get your stuff done. Okay, so that sounds that sounds that totally makes sense, right? But then in my mind, I'm thinking, great, okay, so I have to attune it to me. Mm -hmm. How the heck are you going to do that? So there's two parts to it. You have to understand. ChatGPT, whenever you type anything in that input box, yeah. it's looking at what you've typed as well as everything that came... I wouldn't say everything because there's a, there's a limit to its memory. Everything that came back within its memory, and it's trying to establish two things. It's trying to establish the context, and it's trying to establish the instructions. What do you want? Yeah. And so once you understand that, it just becomes a case of feeding it that and being very clear about how you feed it. And again, you have to understand its nuances. You have to understand, you know, the fact that when you give it a command, it could go to the left, it could go to the right and a hundred lefts and a hundred rights. So effectively you're steering it. And, you know, there's, there's lots of best practices, there's lots of guidance. I mean, yesterday in one of our mentoring calls um, in my accelerator program, mm -hmm. so what I do in the mentoring calls is they bring, my students bring all of their challenges onto the screen and I look at their conversation and I try to identify where they've gone wrong right. or what they could be doing better. And we had one situation where um, one of my students was, was using ChatGPT to uh, create a newsletter writing thread so that all she has to do is dump her thoughts for the newsletter and it will write the newsletter for her. Okay. And what I noticed was she gave guidance on how to write up there and then she gave guidance on how to write again down here. Not in the middle. It's not that it's not in the middle. It's that you're basically just confusing ChatGPT because you've given instructions up there, then you've given a bunch of text and then you've given more instructions here. It's like, no, bundle all of your instructions together. Yes, yeah. Right. Bundle your instructions together, bundle your guidance together, bundle the context together, yeah. whatever. So that's just a simple example of steps that you can take to attune yourself to it and give it that is make sure that when you're feeding information that you're grouping them up and explaining to it what it is like. Here is 
details about who I am. Here's details about who my product is. Here's details about how I write. Here's an example about, of yeah. how I write. And here's what I want to write about. Go to town. Do you know what I love in you giving that example? That is exactly how I work in chat GPT. I'm like, yes, check mark. <laughs> Fantastic. Exactly. Yeah, really interesting because, you know, it comes down to as well, even in business, is mm. it's like if you're not getting the results, it's because you need to ask a better question. You need to provide the right information to get the results that you need rather than going, oh, this yeah. sucks, it doesn't work. Absolutely. So this, what you're talking about in a single word is ownership. Right. So I teach one of the things I teach a, a bunch of qualities and attitudes that you need to have in order to succeed. And one of them is ownership. Mm -hmm. So when you're running a business, let's push AI to the side for yeah. a second. Right. When you're building up a business, you have to have it in your mind that my business must be systematized. It must be organized in such a way that if I ever want to step out, it's going to be running just as good as it would if I was in. Like That's true entrepreneurship. One of the attitudes you need to succeed in that is ownership. And what that means is that if any of your employees ever does anything wrong, don't get upset with the employee. Ask yourself the question, as a company, what could we have done better to prevent right. this from happening? Because then the takeaway from that experience is the evolution of your company, right? It comes down to systems and processes. Exactly. As well, systems, it? processes, yeah. and ownership yeah. that there's a problem with our system or our process. And look, it has to, even though we have other people working for us and, you know, we can't be everywhere, mm -hmm. that we also need to have, you know, the culture that we want, the, the way that we want to run our business and ensure that that's flowing through. Exactly. Things. I mean, I, I had a situation where somebody made a mistake in in the business, in Female Fusion. It wasn't a huge mistake. And I was a bit annoyed about it, but then I thought, it's actually my fault because it means that somewhere I didn't explain it well exactly. enough. Exactly. And I need to look back at that, and that's actually something. And I was really pleased to see this because I uncovered that there was a bit of a problem was something within our business and when I was having a break recording this podcast I noticed that my team were all on zoom they're all in different places right now working to come up with a system for managing that problem Fantastic. and I was like that is what you need to do I mean I accepted responsibility but then threw it back to them and said right we realize that this is a problem this is what we need to do. And then they all went together and came up with that system. Amazing. So that's how it is in the non-AI world, how you should right. be doing things. Now, yeah. many people would have said, no, it was her fault, right? But yeah. there's no benefit from that, no. right? The benefit... You're going to you, have your employee hate you, you're right? gonna Exactly, right? But whereas now you've got employees that love you and you've got a solution to ensure uh, it doesn't happen again. And right? you also want to encourage people to to take ownership of stuff and mm -hmm. to go off and create the solution. I don't need to be sitting there doing mm -hmm. that. It's better if they do it. They'll probably do a better job anyways. Correct. hundred yeah. percent. Now bring AI back into the mix. We're back with chat GPT. You've okay. asked it to do something. I want to pause for a second because I have a question and I bet a lot of people want to know this as well because right. you were talking about training chat GPT. Okay. So let's say you and I have our chat GPTs next to each other okay. that you've trained your chat GPT. I've trained my chat mm -hmm. GPT. If we put the same prompt in the same question, whatever, like let's say we ask ChatGPT to do a piece of content, mm -hmm. will it, because it's been trained 
by me and trained by you, will our chat GPTs come up with the same thing or will it be completely different because it's been trained by us, my no, voice, your e voice? Even if it wasn't trained with different voices, just press that regenerate button and it will come up with something different. Because the underlying technology, GPT, it always... It, so, okay, so here's how GPT works, right? If I say to you, Sally sat on the... What's your continuation of the sentence? Sally sat on the... I'm still confused by the person's name. Sally. Sa oh, Sally. Sally, yeah. Sally. Sally sat on the... Sofa. Okay. What else could she have sat on? Bicycle. What else? Chair. Okay, so there's like an, an unlimited number of Grass. things, right? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to keep going? Prob probabilistically, based on all of its training data, there will be one word that is the most probable thing that Sally sat on. So there's a setting in GPT that basically says, choose that one. I don't want you to venture out and choose from the options. I just want you to choose the most probabilistic one, which could be mat. Sally sat on the mat or the chair or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then there's another, you can take that setting and give it freedom to choose from the top 1000. All right. So it goes, Sally sat on the mat that you press regenerate it comes Sally sat on the chair. And then it does the same thing after that sentence. So, Sally sat on the chair next to the window. Sally sat on the mat in the living room. So it can, comes up with all of these what unlimited solutions? variations that even if we haven't trained it separately, if it sees that it's a type of writing that's creative, it will. If you are asking for it to do something factual, which is debatable, yeah. <laughs> it will take that setting behind the scenes and bring it down to zero. So if you say, what's the capital of Nigeria? It'll just say Abuja. It's yeah. not going to go off and ask about, it's not going to explore. It's going to bring that setting secretly down to zero and just give you the answer just like right. that. Interesting. Okay, there's so much we have to go deep in. Um, a question for you about ChatGPT. Is there, a, are there any specific industries that are better suited to using chat gpt for for business purposes or does it suit all businesses all entrepreneurs i i would look at it more especially the way that i look at chat gpt and the way i encourage everybody to look at it i wouldn't look at it from an industry point of view mm -hmm. i would look at it more from a profession point of view okay. because within your company and in your industry let's just imagine you hire 15 people different people within the company will benefit from it in different levels. So the way that I look at every position in a company, their work is split up between operational work, managerial work, and entrepreneurial slash strategic work, yeah. right? So the more thinking the position requires, the more useful ChatGPT will be. The more use of language, whether it's by writing documents, communication, like anything that involves language and words and writing. Well, let's say words. I take my words back. Okay, we're getting trouble here. I take my words back. Anything that involves words, and here's where I'm going to blow your mind, right? Anything that involves words, the more it involves words, the more useful ChatGPT will be. The tip of the iceberg is the written word. Right. The iceberg is the words that get used up here. Yeah. So when you sit there and you go, oh, I have a, I'm, I'm, I'm attending a podcast today. Oh my God, I wonder what I should do. Should I do like this? Should I do like that? And that conversation I have with myself is an intrapersonal communication. Yeah. 
So the, what we're having now is an interpersonal communication, mm -hmm. but behind this is an intrapersonal communication. Right. So when we talk about the iceberg and we talk about the tip of the iceberg and the, the chunk of the iceberg, what we're basically saying is, the tip of the iceberg is the communication that you have with other people. So when you come to write an essay, you come to write a blog post, you come to write an article, you come to write a newsletter, all of those are some type of interpersonal communication. The real powerhouse of ChatGPT is in assisting you with your intrapersonal communication. And one of the things I said to you before we started was that ChatGPT is better at articulating your thoughts than you are yourself. Yeah. I know that's, yeah, we had a whole conversation about this before we started. And I find that, I find that pretty mind blowing because the, the thing, you know, and you've said to me as well that even though I'm, I use chat GPT every day, mm. um, I've been in the moment it came out, I was like, Ooh, something shiny. I have to sign up for that. <laughs> so, you know, from day one, I've one of the first people that signed up for it. And I like to think that I'm pretty good mm. at using it, but there's so many more things that you can do with it, right? Yeah. And I, I think as well for for business owners, that there's so many more things that you can do that will save you time and eventually money yep. as well, right? Yep. Um, what are what are some typical things that ChatGPT could help small businesses with anything that involves planning that's my absolute favorite use case mm. anything that involves planning because you'll be surprised that almost everything requires planning of course it does right how many businesses don't have a plan though yeah no business plan no marketing plan no <laughs> uh. branding plan no go-to-market plan and it's all plans it's like businesses battle right okay so we need to take a quick pause here yeah. and give a message to all entrepreneurs that are oh, listening okay you don't have a business plan or a marketing plan or any other plan chat gpt right absolutely yeah and and here's the thing right there's there's a saying that says plans uh plans are what is it plans there's priceless and then there's plans are worthless but planning is priceless. Yeah. Okay, there's that saying that plans are worthless, but planning is priceless. And when you are now pressured to make a plan, that's where the planning kicks in, right? So even if you don't actually have an investor or a lender or anybody else that needs to see your business plan. But you need it. You need it yourself to make sure that you are clear in your mind as to what are you doing and where are you taking it? What needs to be done in order to get there? Who else needs to be involved? What yeah. is the step-by-step, etc.? Otherwise, you're effectively just following your heart. And that's risky business. It is. Mm. I mean, But I don't know if you... Uh, I'm going to hold my hand up. My first business set up in 2003, so mm. the same time that you set up yours. I had no business plan. I, right. just, I just set up a business because I was good at something yep. and happened to make money from it. Yep. You the same way? I, I was the same way. Yeah. And the thing is... The exceptions are not the rule. Right. You know no, what but I mean? what I'm saying is, can you imagine where our businesses could have gone if they mm, would have been absolutely. a plan? This is the this is the <laughs> thing that I say to myself, like, oh my gosh, if I would have known this stuff when yeah. I set up my business, which is why I'm saying to to entrepreneurs, 20 years ago, I didn't have a plan. Okay, I got lucky. Like I built a big business. I got lucky. But can you imagine if you have a 100%. plan? 
and a vision and you're working towards that, how much easier your life is going to be? Absolutely. I was on a call yesterday uh, connecting uh, some people that build data centers uh, with potential investors, right? And they've built a very successful small business. So they've got millions of pounds in the bank account cash and they're making millions of pounds of profit each year. And I mean, from a small business point of view, happy days, very happy days, right? But I've connected them now to investors. Now, the investors who have experience with this, they're thinking, okay, round one, we're going to raise it at this valuation. Then on the back of that, you're going to do this. And that's going to take us to round two, which we're going to get at that valuation and so on and so on. And these small business owners, like they've never thought about that because they have no idea. It's not within, you know. So let's come back to ChatGPT. I'm going to explain this point very well, right? All of us are the product of what we've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. So you've been exposed to your travels, your education, your experience, etc. Same, same as me. ChatGPT has been exposed to everything you've been exposed to, one way or the other. And it's been exposed to everything I've been exposed to, one way or the other. And it's been exposed to everything that all of us have been exposed to, one way or the other. So if I want to rely just on myself, I'm relying just on my exposure. Whereas when I rely on ChatGPT, of course you have to know how to use ChatGPT, otherwise yeah, you're setting yeah. yourself up for failure. But you are you are getting access to the exposure of everybody else. Yeah. So this idea of I have a business, this is where I've reached, and I'd like to help. I'd like to take it to its full potential. Help me figure out what needs to be done. And so this com- this conversation I had yesterday with them and the investors, that's actually something that we could have learned through ChatGPT even without having that meeting. And it probably could have given you three or four different options. Exactly, it would have, yeah, it would have, yeah. To look at those scenarios. And, and in fact, we are, I've agreed with the, with the team from that company, we are going to have a ChatGPT session together because the investor raised the, cons- the concern of key man risk which is when your business depends on one or two key people, what happens if something happens to them? So now we are going to go into ChatGPT on the weekend and we are going to work with a key man de-risking plan on what they need to do over the next couple of years to to, to eliminate that key man risk. And then that will be part of the investment required is to de-risk. Yeah, that's such a good idea. But I don't think entrepreneurs think about that right yeah it's write my linkedin post <laughs> do my blog at the tip of the iceberg we're back, to the, SEO we're back words, to the tip right? of the iceberg and but this is like your business plan your marketing plan all of these things are so you know what it is jen listen let's let's yeah. be let's let's empathize with everybody yeah. right and here's the here's the line of empathy which is they're not business planners. They're, no, 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 do you know yeah. what I mean? They're entrepreneurs are people that have got some type of passion. Yeah. It's, it's usually a, it's a mix of two things. It's number one, frustration with, course, yeah. with employment, yeah. which I, we both agree with 100%, right? No rules. Yeah, exactly. So, so there is the frustration of employment. And then there is a passion to realize a vision or a feeling or a goal or something that people want to bring into the world. Yes. And they come together. But by default, they're not business planners. So what yeah. kicks in is things like procrastination and, you know, all sorts of things because it's not in my comfort zone. I don't know how yeah. to make a business plan. What are you talking about? But that's what's, um, and no, like, and as I say to our members as well, right, that don't feel bad that you don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to make you feel bad if 
six months or 12 months later, we've talked about it and you've acknowledged that you need a plan and you haven't done it because you kept procrastinating. It doesn't need to be complicated, but this is like, as you said, where something like chat GPT can help that that almost gives you the, the framework at the foundation to run your business. So you have the, the chat GPT element and then you can step out of it and run your business. Exactly. And that is the absolute magic of ChatGPT. The turning point for me, I've t- told this story a hundred times. I'm going to tell it on your podcast as All well. Right. The turning, everybody that becomes an elite user of ChatGPT goes through their own wow moment where they use it for something and they go, wow. And that's when it opens to them the possibilities. And then they become more invested and engaged in trying to get that wow moment to happen again and again and again. And then through that, they become elite users. My wow moment was actually on making a business plan. So we go back to December 22. I was taking a sabbatical hanging out with my dad. I'd been hiding from him the entire year and I thought enough is enough, let me go and see him. And that was shortly after ChatGPT had been released. And so I was every day going into ChatGPT for a philanthropic project that I was playing around with. And once I decided to go ahead, I spoke to a couple of uh, donors and my mentality when it comes to philanthropic projects is I'm coming with years of experience. I'm coming with expertise. I'm coming with all of these things, but you're coming with the money, not me. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, this, they were all very excited by the gist of it. So they all said, OK, give us the plan. So I bookmarked two, a Saturday and a Sunday morning to work on the plan. And I went on a trip up to Manchester and I left my laptop charger in London. So I was like, oh my God, this was time that I allocated for this. I don't have time for this next week. I need to get this done. So I opened up ChatGPT and I said, okay, listen, you and I, were going to have a lengthy conversation. I'm going to ask you lots of questions. You're going to ask me lots of questions. And we're going to combine all of our answers together into a business plan. And we did that. Okay. So you had a whole conversation. Whole conversation, right? Uh, entire conversation from the word go. And then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, copied it into a Google Doc, tidied it up a bit, put it back into um, put it back into ChatGPT to organize and tidy up. And the conclusion of that process was I decided I don't want to do this anymore. Now that I've seen what really it entails in order for me to succeed, I thought it was going to cost A, but actually it's going to cost A times 12. I thought it was going to take two months but it's actually going to take one and a half years, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to do this. This is not for me right now. This is not the right time. I've got the plan. It's solid. I'll leave this until next year. Right. And it was the th- most thorough business plan I've ever put together that when I look at it, I was like, that should have taken me 30 days, but it actually took me two six-hour mornings followed by three three-hour afternoons. Work that should have taken 30 days actually wow. took two or three days. How long was your business plan? This actually was about 40 or 50 pages. Okay. It was very, very thorough. So very thorough. Very thorough. And, you know, for a lot of small businesses, your business plan can be five or 10 pages. It doesn't have to be. It can even be one. It can be as simple as a canvas, you know, a business canvas. As simple as that. Because you should be able to tell from that, like, are you onto something or not? And and the biggest challenge we have as business owners is this our heart. But we need to also go here and work out. Absolutely, yeah expensive hobby exactly money making business exactly and chat gpt doesn't have one of these yeah chat gpt is just all this right and so you can actually ask it you know what do you think about the viability of this and it'll tell you no don't do it (laughs) (laughs) i think you have an expensive hobby but yeah basically yeah exactly exactly be brutally honest (laughs) you know if you say things like be brutally honest will chat gpt be quite 
it will. smug and... If you tell it to, it will. It will. <laughs> Sometimes we need a bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, okay, so so much with um, ChatGPT and how it's really going to help small business owners. But the other thing that is all the rage now as well is AI mm. in general mm -hmm. and all the other AI tools that are out there or being created that are going to help business. What's your view on that? Because you're you're very specialized in AI as well. Yeah, I mean, my personal special, like my core speciality is more on the chat GPT side, especially yeah. with regards to what I talked about, intrapersonal communication. Because with that, and that's the whole rethink chat GPT masterclass, which by the way, a number of your members have joined and have absolutely loved. I love that. You know, I love, do, do you know what I love is that when entrepreneurs come together, whether it's men or women, that we support each other. Mm. And I, it really makes me happy hearing that you put out something which is of incredible value and people are using it and it's helping them in their business. And I love hearing that, you know, you've met members and that they're actually... Indeed, I have. Well. And they've written to me personally with really passionate messages saying, my oh, God. Love that. You know, I had one person said, who are you? Like, <laughs> they said to me literally in the message, who are you? Like, what is this thing you have introduced to me that has, like, I was blinded to and couldn't oh, see. So good. And you've now lifted the veil. I had another lady, and I think she may have posted in your group, um, because she posted to me. And then I said, you know what? I'd love it if you could post in the group. And she goes, you know what? I'm just going to copy this into the group and tell Aww. everybody this was a private yeah. message, but I'm now sharing it with everybody. But do you know, it, it's really nice when entrepreneurs see something that's of value that helps them and then they share it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. Absolutely. So, uh, okay, so, but, so, but let's go back into AI, right? Yeah. Because that's, that's what's on everybody's mind. Yeah. And a lot of people are looking at ChatGPT like, oh, that's just, I mean, college kids are using it. That's old news and so on. You know, it's not old news. You guys just still haven't learned how to use it, right? Yeah. But AI as a whole, you have to think about AI as the new IT. So once upon a time, you know, we started off like posting letters to each other. And then we got to kind of a fax situation. And now fax went to email. And then email went to Slack and so on. Email went to WhatsApp and so on. Yeah. So it's just an evolution of technology. And AI has this remarkable, uncanny ability to learn from patterns, which means that you, if you are able to get patterns in front of it, it can, it can pick up on things that you can't actually pick up on. And that's why now AI is yeah. being used to solve so many of the world's problems. And I was with some investors the other day these guys are making tremendous amounts. They're 100xing their money. They're putting in a million dollars and getting 100 million back. Oh. And let me tell you how, because they're using AI to solve health-related problems. Health-related problems that have plagued humanity for decades, centuries, whatever. All you have to do is put all the data in front of the AI and the AI just looks for patterns and go, okay, it looks like it's that, looks like it's that, looks like it's that. They go and test a solution, patent it, and now these guys have made... So but that is amazing. Like what, like AI for good for that, right? Like if it's solving Absolutely. medical problems and helping humanity. Absolutely. But there's one more part I need to add to that story, which is going to make you laugh, but it's amazing. Where are they getting the, the, the ideas for all of their solutions? Through old wives' tales, Right. So if you go into tribal Africa, tribal yeah. India, all of these old places where they say things like, you know, 
have rub some garlic on it. Rub some garlic <laughs> mixed with like tamarind and, you know, standing on one leg or whatever. Right. They basically look for all of these collective things and then they put the data of that into the AI and say, AI, can you find the patterns? Because it might be, so, so the woman, or it doesn't have to be a woman, but the person might be saying, you know, garlic with this and that and that and this. But in actual fact, it was just the, the garlic combined with marmalade. That combination triggered something and the rest of her story and the rest of her details are irrelevant. But right. the AI has picked up, no, there is something in that combination. So it cuts out all the noise. It cuts out all the noise and just sees the signal. And then they turn that into a, into a product. So... What's happening now is, in the world now, is that AI is moving at light speed, right? So as of last year, now the, the development, everything is moving very, very, very fast. Yeah. And what I advise business owners more than anything else is not to sit on your hands anymore. Because things are moving so fast that if you can't actually like sort out your business today by establishing, for example, what is your brand strategy, right? Who are the customers you serve? Who is your avatar? Like, who are, what is the pain point that you are addressing? Like, all of these yeah. core elements of a successful business, if you don't do that today, it's going to be very difficult to do that tomorrow because you'll be competing against all of these AI-powered people. So right now, the urgent need is to actually use technology like ChatGPT and other AI to figure all of these things out. The second thing is that AI is now finding itself into anything and everything. Yeah. And you should make time to explore with all of these different things. You should make time. If you have employees, so we're both very good friends with Reem, as yes. an example. Yeah. I love her. You know, she's one of the very few people that I listen to. And what she has in her company is that she has told her staff that every week we're getting together for two hours and you are going to report back to me your AI discoveries of the week. What oh, are the so different she's focusing on AI with no, team. Yeah, what she's doing is saying that, look, we can't sit here doing yeah. what we've done for the past decade whilst the, world, whilst the IT of the world is being upgraded. Yeah. We, we need to make sure that we're keeping on top of this and that this is not going to be a wave that washes us away. So she's given that mandate that each one of you is responsible for monitoring AI news and, and seeing what tools are out there and then going and experimenting with them. So for example, in the world of video, which is where Reem is, yeah. traditionally you, have to, you sit with a green screen behind you. But now there is technology that will be able to, the AI recognizes that's the background. Yeah. Remember, it's all patterns, right? Yeah. So the AI recognizes that that's a background and that's you. And it can now replace the background with the green screen. And now you can do whatever you want thereafter. You see what, what I mean? What a time saver, right? Massive time yeah. saver. There's another one for podcasters as well, which is Adobe Podcast. Yeah. Where, you know, I, I'm doing a test right now sitting in a cafe. Like if I sat in a cafe, could I actually record and get this in front of people? Is the sound okay? It's, yeah. got, it's gotten me 90% of the way there. Why? Because if there are people talking around you, the background noise, the clanging, the banging, all of that stuff, the music, they can filter that that, out. all of that's filtered out. Because the AI, remember, patterns. What's the voice? What's the background? Mm. And so all background can be wiped out. So a, a tool for any of your viewers who are watching, a tool that's very good at that is called lalal.ai. You upload your audio and it removes all background noise and all you're left with is your voice. You can even do that on music. 
just to get the singer. Really? Okay. However, the problem I have at the cafe is people around me talking. Uh-huh. And so now it's those voices that are getting picked up as well. Okay. Right. And, and so here's the thing, which is like what I encourage everybody is to try and experiment with tools and try to understand what's going on. So, yeah. I, I, I really agree with that. And I was thinking as well that I think, well, not I think I know for entrepreneurs, we have to be curious, mm-hmm. right? Because if not, you're going to end up like how you said in your first business where you just kind of sat there and were like, well, things are good. I'm yep. making money. Yep. <laughs> I don't need to do anything. But especially now, the way that things are changing so much, it doesn't matter how busy you are yep. to be able to spend that time to either if ChatGPT is new to do you know, one of the courses that you have or to watch videos or go onto YouTube or something so yep. you make sure that you're 100 percent. now i know that i'm biased jen i know that i'm biased <laughs> i know that i'm biased but i strongly recommend everybody starts with rethink chat gpt yeah rethink chat gpt when i used to deliver my material as a two-day course was the first morning of the first day and i would not teach anything in uh, thereafter unless somebody has taken that and P- and i've now separated that into its own standalone yeah. four and a half hour well it's a five hour master class and people who just by the end of the first webinar have said, oh, my God, this has changed everything for me. So people, I, re- repeatedly, I get people mailing me after the first video saying, oh, my God. And the same people will mail me again after the second video. You taught me even more stuff. You're talking, this is even crazier, like you're changing my yeah. life. And so people, you have to make time. And, and I explain this in the first section, which is the number one mistake that we're all making is that we are treating it as just like a tool or as a software, whereas actually this is a revolution, right? And and if you don't get on board, and if you don't get on board, yeah, and it's a very sad, it's a very sad thing to say. But either you're going to be surfing on the tsunami wave, or you're going to be wiped out by the tsunami wave. It's a very, very sad, um, you know, uh, metaphor to strike, but that's the reality. And so, as business owners. And this is actually the conversation we were having before, yeah. right? As business owners, we absolutely have to be surfing that wave. As humanists, we need to be doing what we can to help, you know, avoid people being wiped out by the wave. But this is a, a podcast by business owners for about, business owners. We're talk about the benefits for business. Yeah. And there, look, with, with, the AI, with AI, with ChatGPT, with all of these things, there, there are potential downsides. And mm-hmm. we could have a whole podcast talking about that as well but i think the reality is is it's here and so if we don't find ways to use it within our business that we're going to be left behind 100 percent. the genie has been let out of the lamp and there is no way that it's going back in the world is it's not just the world is going to change but human beings are going to change we as a race, we are going to be changed because for the first time, we're not just limited to the intelligence built up through our own exposure. We also have access to the intelligence of the rest of humanity's exposure. And we also now have access increasingly to tools, whether they're digital tools or physical robotic tools that are actually going to do massive amounts of work for us. And if we are not with the program from the early... Right now, the people who get on this now have an edge. Fast forward one or two years, when everybody is on it, it's, it's going to become the norm. Yeah. And there's and no if longer you an edge. Done it, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's when you look at that bell curve, the adoption bell curve, get where you yeah, you get in early at the start of the wave. And I'll tell you, I when I when I went all in on this, this is going back to I think maybe January, when I went all in on this, I was very fortunate that I managed to ride the SEO wave. All right. Mm -hmm. So this is going back to 2003. My business succeeded because of SEO. Yeah, mine okay. too, actually. That's where I got so much of my business was SEO yep. and Google Ads. So SEO, Google Ads. Then what happened was Facebook started. I missed that wave. Twitter happened. I missed that wave. Instagram happened. I, I missed all of these waves. I was too busy helping other people yeah. ride these waves, but I didn't rise the, ride the but wave. Don't you, I remember when Instagram came out and having the conversation within my business mm -hmm. because I like to be an early adopter. And mm -hmm. we were all like, Instagram is stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, how's that going to be like for corporate, for mm -hmm. B2B? Mm -hmm. And now it's like, wow, look at like the power of all of these different And now things. if you want to succeed in Instagram, you, it's a big challenge. It's a huge it challenge. Is, like yeah. now Instagram has evolved to a point now where it's all about entertainment. Yeah. That's their latest iteration. Previously, it was about images and quotes and all that stuff. Now it's about entertainment. Nobody wants a quote. On Nobody wants it anymore, right? Now they want entertainment, <laughs> reels and stories and so on. And the investment you need to make now to ride Instagram is actually a lot more. So when I realized, the thing about AI is that AI is intelligent. And it means that it has its own ability to evolve itself. I remember the first time I asked ChatGPT to write code. And I saw it write code in front of me. I sent a message to my tech partner in Sri Lanka. And I sent him a message of me with a kind of cyborg face, which I had done using AI. Yeah. And I told him, I said, listen, it's too late now. There's no turning back. It was great working with you. I've gone to the other side, right? <laughs> so what's going to happen is AI, it, it, like anything that AI does in future jobs, AI is going to be involved in. And so anybody who's putting their head in the ground now is going to be in a lot of trouble later. And there was, I can't remember which magazine, not Forbes, it might have been like a Harvard Business Review or something like that. It said that people who don't join the wave now may never be able to catch up because it's exponential. It's going to be so far ahead. It's yeah. going to be so far ahead that by the time you decide to finally give in and decide, yeah, okay, fine, I have to adopt AI, everybody else who adopted it before you has already gone on some exponential journey to some other universe and you're still trying to get your caravan off the ground. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's why... Um even as well for our members, because I see it so essential that everybody, it doesn't matter what kind of business mm -hmm. you have, needs to understand it, embrace it, put it into place within their business. Why mm. you and I have been speaking a lot. You delivered a, two masterclasses for our members live last week. Mm -hmm. We're doing some online stuff this next month as well with our members. So our members all over the world can, can learn that because we need to put it in place in our business, right? 100%, yeah. And that's what drives me, actually. I mean, between you and... Okay, between you and I, here I am on a podcast saying between you and I. <laughs> and the world. And the world, right? <laughs> actually, in the beginning days, when I started to see where, where all of this was going, I was actually traumatized. I was actually crying and all sorts of... You know, and then I realized, my dad that pushed me, he said, Fahid, I've seen what you're doing. You have to teach people. Yeah. And that is actually the driver. And so for us to be able to help people recognize this, 
it's a it's a huge honor you know to be a part of everybody's journey to have that transformation in their life it's not about just using a software it's not about finding some ai tool to help save five minutes it's actually the evolution of human beings into the new era yeah. and if we can be a part of people's journeys into that new era and therefore help them and their families to be prosperous in that journey i mean that's just a blessing for us absolutely and Everybody deserves to have a profitable business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Fahed, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. We will put in the show notes the link to your course. Because oh, that I'm would be sure amazing. We will get DM'd as well by people so so they know how to reach out to you and get that information Super. as well. Super. Thank you so much, Jim. Thanks for being thank on the podcast. Much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for being part of this week's episode of Women on the Rise. Now, I want to tell you about something that I've put together for you. It's Female Fusion's tech deck. And in our tech deck is all of the tools and resources that we use to run and automate Female Fusion. Now, we put it together for you with lots of handy links because time is money, right? And the more tech and automations that we can use in our business is going to help us have more time to work on the things that we want to do. So we're focusing on running our business rather than working on our business. All you need to do is head on over to the show notes and I've included the link on how you can grab it.